1: To simply be with him.
0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers.
1: Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. You know, we've been talking about an uncapped life, and God just wants to twist the cap off of your life and let out all of that water, all of that air. He wants to refresh you. He wants your faith to be alive and real. God really wants to express himself in us and through us and with one another. And and it's, it's exciting, isn't it? You know, faith and life with God is exciting it's not boring it's real it's relational it's not a checklist it's not a religion it's personal he so personally loves you and came for you well I'm Jennifer Jackson and I was speaking recently at the church next door my happy place on the west side of Columbus I hope you'll come see me there sometime come and visit come down for prayer come and talk to me I want to meet you but in the meantime right now we're gonna just listen in and take a a, a real quick clip and then I'll be right back. Oh, there's some hurdles to joy. You're, prob- you're probably thinking, oh, Jennifer, you're just giddy. You're just one of those people that smiles all the time, and-, and you just like this joy stuff. Comes easy for you, right? Well, not exactly. You know, you're not even, you're not born with it. You're not born with it. You might think, oh, well, my dad was grumpy, so I'm grumpy, or my mom was grumpy, so I'm grumpy, or whatever. No, it's not something that just happens. This is something that we have to develop. This is something that we have to choose. And there are some hurdles to joy. I think one of the hurdles to joy is our suffering. And, but I have to tell you, there is joy in suffering. How can I say that? Because sometimes when you have joy of the Lord, it feels like contentment. It feels like assurance. It feels like comfort. It feels like his presence. It doesn't mean you're laughing. It means that in that darkest night, you cling to him. You know, there was a couple that I remarried. And I remember the year, there were like three years where it was the darkest mess. And I was working with her and praying with her. And she said, you know, God is still with me. And anyway, they ended up getting remarried. There's a scripture that says you can buy truth and do not sell it. When God shows you something in the suffering, no one can take that away from you. She said to me, I, I wasn't alone. God was still with me. And that's the joy in the suffering. You know, for the past 18 months, I've had to take God off the to-do list. I had so many appointments, doctor visits, cancer treatments, so much. I had to rearrange everything, and I I had to say, God, you just have to be with me. This can't be another to-do in my life. I have too many to-dos. And one day, I showed up in the ER, and in the midst of all these treatments, something had happened, and I had lung clots, and they didn't know it. But it was really miraculous that they discovered it. And in this process, they all were were in the emergency room. It's time for church. It was Palm Sunday. (laughs) And Doyle and I were like, oh, it'll be, you know, we'll just get there and get out and get back to church real quick. This is this is what you do when you're in shock, right? When you're in denial or something traumatic, you know, we're thinking, okay, it's, it's 11 o'clock, we've got till three, we can still make it, you know. And, and, we're, and I'm chatting to the, my sister on the phone. This is what you do when you're in denial, <laughs> when you're in a hard place, right? You're like, and so here we are, and we're waiting on the doctor to come in, and he comes in. He's in these black scrubs, and he says to me, Jennifer, I have some bad news for you. I, I need to tell you, we're going to have to do a real quick emergency surgery on your lung. We're going to have to poof it back up. He said, it's going to hurt real bad. And I looked at him, and I said, Can, how many of these have you done? <laughs> and in all humility, this man was so kind. And he said to me, he said, I'm not bragging. He said, I work in the Grant Trauma Center. And I do these all the time. And you're going to be okay. I just happen to be substituting for a friend at this hospital. And I was like, wow, that God is moving. Anyway... From there, I don't know if we prayed. We probably did. I'm sure Doyle did. I don't remember that. All I remember, the next thing, I'm in a scene, in an emergency room scene, and there's this guy in the black scrubs with all his buddies in their black scrubs, and then there's green scrubs for lung, and then there's navy scrubs for something else, and then there's oncologists, you know, and I'm just spinning. And I'm like, you know, when time runs out on the earth, we're going to eternity. We're all go when when your time with God on earth runs out, you're going into God's time in eternity. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, okay, we don't have time to process. We don't have time to to do anything. But what we're doing right now in this moment and God was there. And, and so they do this really quick surgery, and, and it's all this whirlwind. It's lots of suffering. And I, I remember saying, they bring Doyle back in, and I remember saying to him and to whoever was listening, I don't know if anyone's listening to me, but I said, shouldn't we sing a song? <laughs> I, wanna, I just wanted to bow. Like, can't we just kneel? Because God is li- alive. I'm alive. This is a miracle. God is with us. God is real. Can't can't we sing a song? I want to worship him on earth. Because when I get to heaven, I'm worshiping him. So we went from that moment to where I was ready to sing and worship to. They whisked oil away. They had a faulty COVID test. Thought I had COVID. So now I have three days without him. And a lot of pain. But you know what? In that dark place, in those hard places, and you may be in one now, and you have been through them in your relationships, your finances. I don't know the dark. Maybe your health. But in that place, this is where the sweet joy and suffering comes because you draw so close to Jesus. He's all you've got, and you draw near to him, and you see him in that moment, in those places, and it's precious. It's beautiful. So there is joy in suffering. It's not that simple, is it? We don't laugh all the time. But, you know, even in the hospital, I had some good times. I had some precious people visit me. I had this incredible nurse who was a firefighter locally and being trained for nurse. He was incredible. God's joy is everywhere. That story really reminds me of verses. verse of, a verse in Psalm 117 or Psalm one eighteen seventeen. it says, I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you have been in a hard place, in a dark place. Maybe you've been struggling with an illness or struggling in the hospital. Maybe you're in the hospital right now listening to this. I don't know. But I want you to know that Psalm 117, 18, maybe that is a verse for you today. It says, I will not die but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. So I pray that over you. I pray that let's just, let's just pray right now that God will meet you in the middle of this suffering. God, I thank you for this, uh, this day and I thank you that even in suffering, even in pain, even in hurt, whether it's relational or physical, that you are there, that you are with us. And God, I pray that, that we would not die, but that we're going to live and that we're going to proclaim your goodness, proclaim your works. Meet us here today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I hope that you are encouraged today, even in your suffering, that you'll know that God is there. He is real. You know, it says in Psalm 3010, that hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. Be be my help. Turn my wailing into dancing. Remove my sackcloth, that my heart may not be silent. Clothe me in joy. That's right. Clothe us in joy. God can do that for you. He can do that for me. You know, I was telling you in this, uh, in this clip that we just played about this couple. So this couple, I worked with them for a long time and I worked with them on their marriage. So they, they just had the train wreck. The the marriage was a big train wreck and they actually got a divorce. It was very interesting because I kept working with the wife. I I worked with both of them actually, you know, off and on, but I was working with the wife and I said to her, I said, you know, you, um, you are seeking God so much. She said, Jennifer, it's the strangest thing. She said, I don't feel alone. And and he was making really bad decisions. He was on a, just a, a bad path. that It, it really felt impossible. I, I could see no other way at, at that moment, in those moments, other than divorce. They did get a divorce. She was heartbroken. And she never left that place of, I still feel like he's my husband. I still feel like this is my family. And so we, we prayed, I said, listen, God can do anything. God can resurrect anything over the years. Actually my husband has, has remarried several couples over the years. Very interesting. So depending on the situation and I, I, I realized some situations are, are not repairable that that's a fact, but sometimes, uh, they are. And in this situation it was, and she just kept praying and she said she got to a point. It still seemed bleak after two years. And it didn't seem that he would return. But at two years, she felt like, OK, I'm I could I could date again or I could wait. She really felt like she had some options to date again. And I said, you know, I, I don't that's up. that's up to you and the Lord, because you're in a place where we, we don't it doesn't look like he's coming home. But but she prayed. She had just such great faith she decided not to date and to wait on the Lord and to seek God. She dug into the Bible, she prayed, she fasted, she, she was really incredible and she did not date anyone. So three years she still had not been on one date and I'm telling you the truth, her husband came home and I have never seen a more beautiful reunion, reunion all my life. His life totally turned around. He submitted his heart to God. He cleaned up his life. He cleaned up his body. He cleaned up everything. And it was the most incredible thing. I was so blown away. And so then they came to me and they said, would you, would you remarry us? Would your church remarry us? And so my husband met with them and it was just the most beautiful reunion. I, I, I don't know why I share that with you other than if you're in suffering, What she told me was that she never felt alone. And so even in a a relational suffering to know that God is with you, that God is in it with you. It says in Proverbs that we buy truth and we don't sell it. What does that mean? That means that when you learn a truth from God's word, like for this friend of mine, her tr- the thing that she learned, the truth that she learned from God's word is that he would never leave her. He would never forsake her. And even in that hard, hard time, and he led her through and through and through. And now it's just incredible, the beauty of the answer of that. And so sh- no one can take that from her. And that's what this is about. No one can take from you the truth that he puts in your heart from his word. And he will lead you. He will guide you. He will encourage you. I just want you to know that I love you. I am your friend. I am here for you. I I just want to cheer you on through encouragement, also through God's word, through prayer, and so much more. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. I hope you'll stay with us. We have a guest coming up, and while you're waiting, go to the website, jennifer-jackson.org. You might want to download the Healing prayer i've got five days of healing prayer 23 scriptures download that today jennifer-jackson.org
0: three-star general michael j flynn head of the Pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells